Welcome to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker. To longtime fans of Rochester Radio, my guest today needs almost no introduction. Thousands of Rochesterians begin their day waking up to the voice of Beth Adams, first on WHAM and now on WXXI. We'll talk to Beth about her career in radio and the changes she's seen in the field. Coming up, after we find out what's been happening in the Department of Media and Communication. Congratulations to Professor Aaron Roselle. Professor Roselle has officially been granted tenure-track position in the department starting fall 2018. Here's to her many more years of success at Fisher. Also, congratulations to another department professor, Dr. Jack Rosenberry. Dr. Rosenberry has written yet another publication, Community Media and Identity in Ireland. This book studies how Ireland's media outlets shape local identity. Congratulations, Dr. Rosenberry. Junior and senior media and comm students with a three-point GPA or above are eligible to apply for the James E. Seward Scholarship. The scholarship was established in honor of Professor Emeritus Dr. Jim Seward in recognition for his 41 years of teaching, 29 of them at Fisher. This award will be given to one of the most promising students in the department. Applications must be submitted no later than Thursday, November 16th at noon. Visit the Media and Comm Facebook page or any Comm faculty member for an application criteria and more information. Note, students who are graduating in December 2017 are not eligible. The Cardinal Courier magazine is on the stands now. Features include hope for inclusivity, serve, guide, protect the duties of the campus security officer, and raise the net on men's volleyball. Pick up your copy today. The Cardinal Courier also has new articles up online. Some stories include the benefits of internships and how internships prepare students for the future, how students balance stress and midterms, and many more. To read these, visit cardinalcourieronline.com. There are new posts for Cardinal Television. These include Fisher News Brief, Up to Speed, and an interview with senior linebacker Evan Majowski on Fisher Football Focus. Visit the Cardinal Television Facebook to watch these videos and more. Welcome back to MacCast. I'm Lauren Vicker, and joining us today is WXXI's Beth Adams. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me, Lauren. It's a pleasure to be here. Do you like being on the other side of the microphone for a change? Yeah, you know, I can't remember the last time someone interviewed me, so this is this is a fun opportunity. Oh, well, we're really happy that you were able to come in. So... Obviously, a lot of people know about your career path, but for those who don't, maybe you could just kind of give us a brief overview of what you've done, maybe beginning with your college years. Sure. I went to uh, SUNY Buffalo, Buffalo State College, uh, and studied broadcasting. And I wasn't really sure going in what I wanted to do. I knew communications was interesting to me. I love to read. I love to write. I think I maybe flirted with the idea of being a newspaper reporter, a print journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was heading into college, about that time, one of the two Buffalo newspapers, the Courier Express, uh, folded. And I remember thinking, I wonder 
what kind of future there is in print journalism. Exactly. <laughs> um, we could say that about radio yeah. sometimes, too. But they had a, a seminar about the campus radio station, WBNY, and they had just gone from courier current, uh, carrier current uh, to an FM license. So we were heard, eh, you know, a few miles uh, on either side of the campus. And they needed more students to come in and, and uh, take part in this. And I thought it really sounded fascinating. And the next thing I knew, I was news director of the campus radio station. And, and from there, had some wonderful internships in the community. And uh, my first job was actually my senior year at Buff State. I uh, was the news director at WBTF in Attica. I always say I served my time in Attica. <laughs> and then from That's there, uh, after graduation, I worked uh, at uh, uh, WELM, WLBY in Elmira. Got a lot of, uh, made a lot of mistakes there. and got a lot of good um, experience there covering trials and uh, doing the morning news and doing a lot of writing. And then from there, I went briefly back to Buffalo. And then it was in 1987 when I came to Rochester. And a lot of people think I came to Rochester and started at WAM, but I actually worked for about nine months at uh, WBEE. Oh, country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They needed someone to do news in the morning, and I had a contact. And and then one day I was um, uh, finishing up, and I got a call from Jeff Howlett from WAM, whom I had never met. And he said, hey, we have an opening. Would you like to come over? And two hours later, I had a job. Oh, excellent. So, That's a great way to have that happen. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, um, I worked briefly in Miami, Florida at WIOD, came back to Rochester, um, uh, was part of a big uh, Clear Channel. Uh, by then, we were owned by Clear Channel Corporate Downsizing in 2011. Uh, my position at WAM was eliminated. Mm-hmm. And about a year later, I was very fortunate to uh, be picked up by WXXI, where I am today. Oh, and that's been almost five years now. It's been almost there. five years, yeah. yeah. It'll, just after Thanksgiving, it will be my fifth anniversary. And we should mention for the alums who are listening that one of your professors at Buff State is a name that would be familiar to them. Jim Seward, right, yeah. Dr. Jim. <laughs> he was at Buff State my freshman year. And then I think right after that, he left for Fisher. But he was my uh, advisor. And I mean, who doesn't love right. Dr. Jim? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He, he's yeah. just wonderful. So yeah. I know he spent many years here, and he was so fondly remembered by students. Yes, and still missed, and still missed. So um, you make it sound so effortless. What kind of obstacles did you encounter along the way? What kind of obstacles did I encounter? I think any obstacles I might have had would have just been my own, really. Um, I was fortunate through Buff State, and we had a lot of faculty who were either working in the community uh, in radio and television, or they had recently. And so I felt like I had a lot of connections when I left college between that and the internships that I did. Um, And it's, I don't know, radio always has seemed like this very intimate community to me, and everybody knows everybody else. It's one of the things I love about it. Um, and I mostly, uh, obviously, uh, spent my career in upstate New York, minus the year that I was in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like I ever really had any huge obstacles. I feel very fortunate that, you know, I think luck is a part of it. I think determination uh, and persistence is a part of it. I, um, 
I definitely have had a lot of luck, but I have had instances where I've been in the right place at the right time and knew someone who knew someone who, uh, you know, had a job opening. But it's not often that you probably talk to people in broadcasting who worked at one company at one station for almost 24 years. Yes. I don't know that that will ever happen again. Um, but it, it happened with me and, uh, and I felt fortunate to do it. And being a woman in what at the time you started was probably still a male dominated profession. Did that present any challenges? Uh, probably the opposite. And I will say that commercial radio is is, I believe, still, certainly when I was in it, was very, very male-dominated. Um, but I worked for a management team who felt that there did need to be a female presence there in the morning. Um, you know, sometimes you might feel like the token female. I don't. I can't say that I often felt like that at all. Um, uh, I don't find public radio to be that way at all. Um, I, I, a number of, uh, my supervisors are women and I think most of our newsroom is female. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So it, that part hasn't been, hasn't really been an issue for you. So, um, you spend so much time on commercial radio and actually one of my friends, when she heard I was going to be chatting with you, she said, I always thought she was more of an NPR person, even though I listened to her every morning. Um, what was the transition like for you? It was amazing. I have to tell you that um, Norm Silverstein, who is uh, WXXI's uh, CEO and president, he was the very first person who called me uh, job-wise when I left uh, Wham. And he said, now we don't have an opening uh, but I do want to meet you and have you. He said about seven people asked me today, have you talked to Beth Adams yet? So I better oh. talk to you. <laughs> so um, I, I came in and talked to him, and that was a year before I started. We just kind of planted the seed, and I really expressed my interest in, in wanting to work for WXX. I have long been a fan of the station and of PBS and NPR, and um, it was really a thrill for me that, that he would reach out to me. And, uh, and it's funny, you know, I was toying at the time with, do I want to go into some other, uh, field within communications? And I did do PR and and marketing for a while for another, uh, small nonprofit, uh, Bavona Child Advocacy Center. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, my radio career is over. And, uh, a friend of mine said, you know, whenever you mention WXXI, your whole face lights up. (laughs) And I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, So that might have been some foreshadowing. And then about a year after I left Wham, I finally got a call from them saying, yeah, we have have room for you. Come on over. Yeah. And I'm I'm just beyond thrilled. It is such a wonderful uh, fit for me. I feel so incredibly privileged to work with the staff that I work with there. Uh, with Randy Gorbin, the news director, who worked with me at Wham, Wham for many right. years, with Evan Dawson, wildly talented midday host, and all of our uh, reporters and journalists. And the thing that is so inspiring about WXXI is the investment that they put into journalism in this community. How many newsrooms do you know that are growing? Right. I mean, the DNC is laying off people. Uh, Commercial radio is shrinking. Uh, News staffs around the country are shrinking. Uh, 
but they we keep adding positions. And uh, Norm had just said we were just in the middle of a pledge drive. And he said that, you know, when people come up to him and say, if you had more money, if you had more funding, what would you do with it? And he doesn't miss a beat. He said, I would hire more journalists. We do more in-depth reporting. Right, right. That's yeah. great. Well, I was going to mention that we're, we're recording this as you've ended a week of pledge drive. So that's got to be one of the big differences. All of a sudden, you have some company in the morning with you, and yeah. you've got to make room in your schedule, too, for them to come in. And Yeah, I kind of like it. And, and mm-hmm. you asked me before, what was the transition like? One of the most difficult things was working alone, in a sense. Now, my co-hosts are in Washington and California, right. and we've never met each other, <laughs> and we don't see each other. Um, so for, for years on Wham, I had, uh, you know, Chet, my co-host there and Bill Klein doing entertainment and Kevin Williams doing the weather and well, and it, you did it a was, lot of banter too. Yeah. Right? The show you know, was a yeah. lot about it. And Chet always said, you know, we could interview, um, anybody and it wouldn't get as much attention as these little stories and the banter that, that goes mm-hmm. on. So when I came over to WXXI, and I was anchoring news again, which I hadn't done at Wham for some time. Um, it was different. It was different. I was alone in the studio, you know, mm-hmm. running the board, um, which I also did at Wham. Uh, but yeah, I felt a little let lonely at first. So when the first pledge drive came along, I was all excited. My like, great, there's people <laughs> in the studio with me again. The one person who got excited about the pledge drive. So, and are you doing more reporting now? Yes. Uh, so. I think of myself as uh, the term we use is host. You know, we're, I'm anchoring the news in the morning, doing a lot of writing. And I, the second part of my day when my air shift ends is uh, to do reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'll, I'll work on interviews for the coming week. Um, and I'll go out and, you know, cover news conferences or uh, enterprise stories. And it's something I really enjoy. Right. And you have some writing on the website as well. So That's right. Yeah. It's not just audio then. Absolutely. Web and, and sometimes video too. So even though the audiences seem so different, it seems as though a lot of the people who liked you on Wham have moved over to WXXI. Well, I would love to think that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they've all moved over. We'd love to have them all move over. Um, I love our listeners on WXXI, and I've always thought that Rochester listeners were special, and I have worked in a few other markets, uh, because they, I don't know, they always, radio has this intimacy about it. People are letting you into their homes, and they're getting ready in the morning. You're kind of part of a routine in some ways, or into their cars when they're driving to and from work, Uh, and so they always make you feel like part of your family. I still, to this day, get birthday and anniversary cards from listeners who've been doing that for decades. Oh, how nice. And they just found my new address and keep sending them. Oh, wow. That's really thoughtful. Yes, very nice. I, that really shows that connection that you've been able to build with the audience. So you yeah. mentioned um, before the me- the whole issue of media consolidation, which has just had such a dramatic change, yeah. in, especially in radio. And what do you see that's happening that's had the biggest impact? Uh, in commercial radio? Yeah. Well, that certainly uh, all started about 20 years ago um, when more, fewer owners could own more stations. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that happened here in, in Rochester and a lot of other places. Um, and it, the programming and a lot of the decisions are made then at a corporate level. 
uh, when you get big companies uh, like our iHeartRadio and, and Clear Channel making decisions. Um, and we've seen, uh, you know, severe cuts. And I think a move away from local radio. Right. Yeah. And that's probably then increases the popularity of you being a local anchor at a public radio station. We'd like to think so. Yeah. We, you know, and we always say that it's a completely different model at WXXI. Um, and commercial radio and my colleagues, I love them. They do what they do very well. But they're really serving advertisers. Mm-hmm. They're delivering a certain audience to their advertisers and a certain demographic. At WXXI, we like to think that we're serving the community. We have a community mm-hmm. advisory board, a board of trustees, uh, and our listeners, our members, they have a stake in the station. They have an ownership in, in the product. And they take it really seriously. And I love the fact that we have listeners that are so um, invested in that. And, and they really care. And they give us great, some of the best story ideas we get come from our listeners. Right. And I just love that interchange. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we're, we're kind of on the same team. It's not, uh, we're not in silos. Right. And a great crew of volunteers. I mean, people who get yes. up at 6 o'clock in the morning in a snowstorm to come in during Pledge Week. So They come in during impressive. Pledge Week, yeah. during snowstorms. <laughs> they they uh, work during the festivals or any other place in town that we have a, uh, a presence. Right. So with all the experience and all the years that you have behind you in radio, if one of our students were to come to you and say, I'm thinking about a career in radio. I'm really interested in that field. What would you advise them to do? I would advise them uh, to do what I did, and I think it. I think it still applies. Get internships. Get to know people uh, who do radio in in the community that you're in. Um, if you can't get an internship, ask to shadow someone. I've had students and um, recent graduates come and shadow me for a day or asked to go for a cup of coffee and talk about it. Really get to know, you know, is it what you think it is? You know, and when you say radio, do you want to be disc jockey? Do you want to get into the uh, news side of things? Do you want to be a talk show host? Do you want to work in commercial or public? There are a lot of different options. Um, And I would also tell a student, uh, I would advise this of anybody of, of any field, learn how to write. Because, you know, that will really make you stand out above the others. If you can, we've had interns in our shop who are tremendous writers, uh, and they've gone on quickly to to find jobs after after uh, internship, interning with us and graduating. Um, I can't say enough about writing skills, and I sometimes feel I feel like they're disappearing. You know, I don't know what it is. Social media. Social media, yeah. And I wonder how much people are reading these days. And to me, to be a good writer, you've got to be a voracious reader. Yes. Well, and we're always emphasizing that to our students. So it's great to hear, you know, a professional coming in and and validating that, that the writing skills are so important. And that's something they need to always be working on. Absolutely. And I include myself in that. I Mm -hmm. feel like that, and I love writing almost more than anything else I do. And I'm always um, thinking that I can do that better and trying to, you know, read other journalists that I admire and and learn from them. It's a never ending Mm -hmm. process. 
Oh, it's great to hear you say that. So, Beth Adams, thank you so much for joining us today. Lauren, thank you so much. It's, it's a real pleasure. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Subscribe on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts and you won't miss an episode. Zach Beaver is our audio producer. Dr. Joseph Lopicaro composed and performed our original theme music. Jordan Proietti designed our logo. Cecil Felton is executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs>